As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Welcome back. Or welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, where we sometimes discuss U.S. Olympic athletes, adult film stars, sportsman drag racing. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Big Jed himself, Jared Pennington. Big Jed is in Alabama. I'm in the southern tip of Illinois. Jed, eagerly awaiting your Crimson Tide to tip off the greatest spectacle in sports within a couple of days, right? Yeah, Luke. Um, obviously, this is a time of year both you and I love. It's March Madness. It's the NCAA tournament. And I am so used to discussions about whether my team should have got in when they didn't get in. And here we are, the number one overall seed. And these expectations are just overwhelming, Luke. But I'm very fortunate that uh, that I work for a company that's involved in the local sports scene pretty well and we have uh they have provided me with tickets to take a customer to thursday's action and i will get to watch my tide start the tournament as the number one overall seed against uh either texas and m corpus christi or uh, i think southeast missouri state SEMO, baby SEMO. yeah SEMO. so um pretty cool pretty cool stuff um excited about that going racing this weekend at the foot break 150 be our first time out to to go stomp on the loud pedal this week i mean this year so um a lot happening for me right now it's going to be a it's going to be an awesome week and it's going to start thursday about 11 30 a.m Exciting times all the yeah, way man. around. The the SEMO Redhawks just tipped off to officially start the 2023 NCAA okay. tournament. I know awesome. it started in earnest on Thursday, but uh, but yeah, it's on right now. Yeah, the play-in game right now. Awesome. All right, we've got a big show on tap, Big Jed. We will start with the NHRA Gator Nationals, the first national event of the season. A lot of excitement around it. A uh, huge 
spectator turnout, which is always good to see. I don't know if you saw any of the overhead shots from, from Gainesville, but pretty impressive stuff. Looked like overall a, a solid beginning to the NHRA tour. But Jed, that's not the story. The story is that our predictive prowess, our fortune-telling abilities, our, our, our mystic instincts remain intact. Yeah, I mean, you know, we obviously uh, got off to a good start this year with uh, with our bold predictions and, and how that's tracking. But when you start trying to nail down actual event winners, that becomes way more difficult, and especially the Gator Nationals, first event of the year, national event of the year. All the players are there. The fields were full of talented winners, full of former champions, uh, just you know, really, really difficult to pick the winners. And we did pretty darn good, Luke. I would say so. If, if you're just tuning in and you have not been able to, to listen to the past few episodes, Jed and I went out on, on a bit of a limb. In our bold predictions episode, we each picked one individual driver that we thought would, would win the 2023 World Championship. Jed's prediction was one Sherman Adcock Jr., since then, Sherman won 14 consecutive rounds to start the Super Gas season. Looking strong. My prediction won Tyler Bohannon, who just went and won the first race that he entered in Stock Limited. Well, the first race that he didn't wave in Stock Limited. <laughs> we thought we would try our luck. We'd continue on. We tried to predict on last week's show the, the winners of the Gator Nationals. And granted, we didn't, we didn't hit a home run on all of them. But in Superstock, Big Jed, there's 60-some-odd entries in Superstock. It's, it's a needle in a haystack. Yeah. You made a pick. I made a pick. And guess who met in the final round? <laughs> yeah. Our picks. You know, obviously, getting on opposite sides of the ladder. Um, they did that. that was they listened to the show. <laughs> they thought, you know, we, we'll, we'll add to the drama here. That's a stroke of luck. And then both of them worked their way through the field and faced one another. And it was a really good final on top of that. Your driver obviously come out on top. Great pick by you. Um, but both of them performed uh, the way both of them typically perform in the final. It was a, it was a really cool deal. I guess if you're going to throw cold, cold water on this at all, my pick was the reigning NHRA world champion. I didn't go too far out on a limb. Your pick is the man who appears at this point early in the season to be the best bet to unseat that reigning world champion. I picked Pete Dagnolo. He got the win. You picked Kevin Helms, who's runner-up. First off, let's talk about Pete D a little bit. His win, obviously, a, a great start to, to a, a title defense, if you will. Can't start any better. Um, and just, I, I said it last show when I picked Pete D, like all Pete D, when he shows up at national events, he wins. Here we go again. All he does is win national events. Yeah, you know, while, while that looked like not going out on a limb pick, at the same time, he's the reigning champion. He's, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's come from New York to Gainesville to start his season without apparently making many runs, you know, to get back in the saddle that quickly and perform like he did. Pretty darn impressive, Luke. And picking the reigning champion has its uh, share of risk, you know, to, because you know everybody knows who he is and they're set up tight and gunning for him. And here you are 
picking him and it coming to fruition. That was uh, that was pretty solid on your part. And BD performed extremely well. He drove real well. Well, imagine that shocker. <laughs> BT gets the win over Kevin Helms, and I and I guess at this point you have to to say Pete D is a de facto favorite, right? He's been to two events. He won one of them. He's the reigning world champion. But just a month into the 2023 NHRA season, no one is putting up a better score, probably in any category, but certainly in Superstock, than Kevin Helms. And it's not as if he does not have a championship pedigree himself. Four-time NHRA World Championship, gunning now for number five. He began the season with a win at the Orlando points meet, driving the super modified car that he that he drove to the final round here at Gainesville before following Pete Dagnello. In between, Jed... He rolled into Bell Rose, Louisiana for the Division Four opener, advanced to the semis in an automobile in which he was banging gears. Obviously, Kevin Helms familiar with what that third pedal does, but I thought it was notable in the midst of this hot run, he didn't just swap cars, like he swapped transmission types and just continues to get it done regardless of what he sits in. Yeah, Luke, for those that know Helms knows, you know, he he made his name swapping gears and and pulling the pulling the shifter and you know doing it at a very high level um when most aren't willing to even attempt it you know that was his preferred method of of automobile was a straight shift but you know in today's times you can understand why someone would want to switch to an automatic for the consistency and just the the ease of getting that car from a to b consistently every round but he still showed up in Bell Rose with a gear shifter that you got to move around a few times to go end to end, goes to the semis there, performed very well, and then switches cars, as you said, and gets back into what he won in Orlando with and goes to the final round only to come up just a few thou short to one of the best in the game, if not the best in the game right now. So Kevin Helms off to a, a very, very good start as you said, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can maintain that progress throughout the rest of the year. He's definitely going to be in the mix, but uh, Pete D um, off to a great start himself with that Gator National win. Yeah, congrats to those guys, and I think more importantly, thank you. Thank, thank you for making us look good. <laughs> we're still, we're still, I don't know if we're batting a thousand this year, but that, that percentage is on up there. I, yeah. How are we going to What's our next test? I mean, where do we go from here? I, I feel good about this. Well, I, I definitely um, am headed to the foot break 150, so I'll go ahead and say Lucas Walker. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of like your Pete D pick. So I'm going to pick Lucas Walker to win at least one day at the foot break 150, and we'll be back next week to talk about how I nailed it. Okay, I'll go out on a limb as well. I'll, st- I'll take Hastings. <laughs> between the two of us maybe maybe we'll hit there who knows what a gamble <laughs> yeah now we didn't accurately predict every winner from the gator nationals we we obviously hit a home run in Superstock. we got close in a couple other areas big jed we we did well i uh i went out on another limb i picked dan fletcher to to get a win that's that's never going out on too much of a limb but although i will say he was running super street doesn't do that very often he was in the wagon which I don't believe had ever been entered in Super Street prior to the weekend. And he was just rolling through, putting on a show until a man by the name of Kobe Fuller, Fuller got in the way in the final round. How about this, Big Jed? If I told you you're going to go to the Gator Nationals, 
you're going to win your first ever NHRA national event. And in the process of doing so, oh, by the way, you're going to wake up Sunday morning and have to go through Brad Plord and Dan Fletcher to hoist that first Wally. That's got to feel pretty good. That's exactly what Kobe Fuller accomplished over the weekend. Yeah, Kobe with a tremendous, tremendous performance there in Gainesville and and had a, you know, murder's row there on Sunday morning. You, you knew, you know, he knew going to bed Saturday night what his path looked like. He knew Fletcher had to buy and and Brad was awaiting him in the semis and both of those drivers very, very crafty. And, you know, that's got to impact your sleep. But apparently Kobe said, you know, no big deal. And if you look at his box score, it was impressive, very impressive throughout the weekend. So he stuck to what he was doing. He stuck to his strategy and he got by two Hall of Famers in those last two rounds in a category where no offense to anybody, you're typically not going to face a bunch of former world champions, but he did face two former world champions many time between them for sure. Uh, Just a, an amazing performance by Kobe Fuller drove extremely well. I'm really happy for him. That's a, that's a real good dude too. Fletcher was my horse in super street, your horse in super comp, big Jed, you, you went out on a limb yourself. You said nothing is sweeter than a repeater. <laughs> Hugh Meeks coming in as the reigning NHRA Gator national super comp champion. He was your pick. He rode it down to the semifinal round where he lost to Mike Robolato. Robolato ended up getting the win at the Gators. Robolato defeated Kent Hanley in the final round of Super Comp. Yeah, uh, Hugh got a little too much brake pedal uh, there, looks like, at the stripe and got behind a few thousand of Mike. But Mike's one of the one of the better racers in that category. Came down from New Jersey. You know, those guys try to start early every year down south and – uh, Mike is always uh, a guy that's capable of turning on that last wind light when he's at an event in that uh, in that dragster of his. So congratulations to Mike. Very well done. Really happy for him. And, you know, Julio made me look pretty good. Uh, going to a semi and, and that category is a challenge, a real challenge. And he got it done, uh, drove well and had me pretty excited that I, I might get another final round there for the weekend. But I'll take a semi for Julio. That was a, that was a a pretty good outing for him. I was excited as well. I was excited for Julio. I was excited because at four cars remaining in super comp, big Jed, just on a personal note, we had three, this is bracket racing elite members out of the four. I'm like, Oh, we got the Gators. Mike Robolato come in and wrecked it all. So thanks Mike. Nice work. I do stand corrected. Producer Mark just put a note in the, uh, in the podcast notes here. Dan Fletcher was not in the dragon wagon. He was not, he was, I'm sure he was having a blast knowing Dan always having fun. Right. But he was not having two tons of fun. He was in the white Nova. So my apologies there, Fletcher runner up in the Nova, not the Chevelle station wagon. Jeff Strickland, big Jed continued a dominant start to the 2023 campaign. Where's Jeff from? Jeff is from Alabama, Red Bay, Alabama at that. Red Bay, Alabama. If you remember a week ago, we were singing Jeff's praises for winning top dragster at the Baby Gators. That's the divisional event that precedes the Gator Nationals. They didn't run top dragster at the Gators. So Strick still batting a thousand in TD. He went ahead and added a stock eliminator victory at the Gator Nationals to his already illustrious uh, 
credentials, obviously for the career, but specifically to this season. Strickland got the stock eliminator victory over Brenda Grubbs in Gainesville. Um, pretty epic stuff. Jed, the, the final was great. Did you happen to see how Brenda Grubbs advanced to the final? I did see that, um, you know, her, from her qualifying run, she didn't look like she stepped on it much at all. Maybe, maybe some different oil or maybe some ice or something. So I would say Brenda's got her pretty hopped up most all the time, even in qualifying and, and the normal rounds. John Gray, however, stepped his car up a couple of tenths from qualifying and had enough horsepower, Luke, to get it done but you still got to catch that third ball, baby. And he didn't get it. Heads up, semifinal round on one of the biggest stages NHRA racing has to offer, Gator Nationals. It's the first round Sunday. Double A stock automatic, which is, I guess now with the Cobra Jet cars, it's not necessarily the fastest classes in stock eliminator. But for us, true blue muscle car people, like those are the fastest, you know, uh, traditional stock eliminator cars and two of the fastest in the country between Brenda and the aforementioned John Gray. And they both went fast to you, to your point, uh, Brenda didn't make a huge move from qualifying, picked up, I don't know, four or five hundreds. I don't know what the conditions were like Sunday. It may, it may have been a little bit slower, but to that point, what is it we say, big Jed fast is efficient and efficient is consistent. Maybe you just run that thing on the edge all the time. Uh, John Gray outran Brenda Grubbs by about four hundredths of a second. Brenda had the starting line advantage. It comes down to a four thousandths of a second margin of victory, which we get so jaded in the big dollar bracket race world. Like you can take fourth out and, and on a good day, you know that you took fourth. You know that you got there first. I'm telling you, heads up, Ron. They're both got their toenail through the radiator. I don't think either one of them felt good about it when they went through the finish line. Like pretty cool stuff. I, I'm not a... Uh, obviously we're bracket racers at heart, but there's something about that that I think appeals to everybody. No doubt, Luke, that's exciting. It is double A stock automatic. It is, as you said, the, the fastest traditional category. You're going to see 69 Camaros in this category and, and muscle cars for the most part, obviously dream cars for a lot of people. And, you know, these two leave probably wheels in the air, a couple of feet, carry it. 40 50 feet out 60 maybe they both sat down brenda's 48 thou quicker up front and john is 44 thou quicker at the stripe but it leaves him four thou behind so you can just picture that run you know wheels up and and the the, the lane that john's in just slowly creeping 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 and they're both just probably bug-eyed at the stripe just waiting to see the wind light come on it falls in brenda's lane and you know the the reward she gets is to go back and get it turned around real quick and get ready to race a former world champion in the category jeff strickland and she drove very well in the final just come up a few thousand short to jeff and jeff made mention of that as i texted him and congratulated him on the win but ironically jeff strickland of course he was my backup pick by the way I did pick Steve Foley, and then I had Jeff as a backup. No, you picked Steve Foley's Adam's apple. I did pick his Adam's apple, and he he didn't get his Adam's apple out there far enough in front of Jeff. Uh, but I did pick Strick as my as my backup, and they had to pair up, I think, third round, and Strick got around him a few thousand. But Strick, Luke, with a top dragster win a week ago at the Baby Gators, and then 
a stock eliminator win this week at the actual Gators. The last time we had a champion that won in two categories, it was Jeff Strickland. And he won the championship in stock eliminator and top dragster. So nothing is sweeter. Started that, that double championship season was with a double up in Gainesville. That one was actually both classes at the Gator nationals, but that's a really good point that I hadn't thought of the last time that Jeff Strickland started the season on this type of heater. He ended it holding two world championship trophies. Yeah, no doubt. Nothing sweeter than a repeater, as you said, and this wouldn't be a repeat back to back, but it would repeat uh, an, an amazing accomplishment on his part. So be, uh, it'd be awesome to see Strick continue to march on towards uh, championship seasons again in either of those categories, much less both. There's a storyline to follow, to be certain. I feel like I'm missing someone, but there's, I know there have been three NHRA competitors that have doubled up on the world championship. Scotty Richardson, Justin Lamb, Jeff Strickland. It seems like there was a fourth recently. Who am I leaving out? No one's done it twice, was my point. Strick <clears throat> aiming to be the first to pull off that feat. Yeah, I don't remember the fourth one. Trivia time, I failed again. Me too. <laughs> Other winners from Gainesville. John Taylor wins Super Gas. Five takes six in the final to wreck my man, Jeff Jensen. Jeff Jensen was putting on a show. I thought this was going to be it. I thought this was going to be Jeff's first national event win. John Taylor puts up a nice lap, stands in the way of that. Jeff Jensen, by the way, runner up in Gainesville. And he was the man who finally put an end to Sherman Adcock Jr.'s illustrious Early season win streak, Sherman won Orlando, Sherman won the Baby Gators, Sherman won the first two rounds at the Gator Nationals. Finally, Jeff Jensen stood in his way in round three. Actually, Sherman went a couple thou red. Um, But to end that win streak at 14 consecutive rounds of super gas competition to start the 2023 campaign. Yeah, great for Jeff Jensen, you know, one of the good guys for sure. And and just out here living the dream, and and he drove well, made some good runs. Uh, did get by my man Sherman. Typically, I would uh, that would have torn me up, but you can't help but root for Jeff Jensen. What a cool dude, and uh, really happy for him, Luke. So uh, all's well that ends well. Obviously, a runner up there, John Taylor, with a great performance. John John drove well, and uh, John got a couple of breaks when he needed them, but a really strong final round performance for him as well. So couple of good guys there in the final and uh, there, there couldn't be a there couldn't be a more fitting uh, uh, duo there in the final between John Taylor and Jeff Jensen those guys definitely deserve to to make it that far and and compete for that Wally so congrats to John Taylor and again um, really really happy for Jeff Jensen to to go to that final and I don't know if Jeff will do a whole lot of chasing the points but if he does he's in pretty good shape a week ago Jed Jim Greenek made the long tow from Wisconsin to Gainesville begin to pay off. He drove to the final round in competition eliminator at the Baby Gators, turned it red in the final, looked like he had a really fast car, looked like he had a performance advantage. He made good on that at the Gator Nationals, drove to the competition eliminator victory. So that's a runner up and a win to start his season. Jim Greenek in good shape to start the season in competition eliminator. My pick did not get it done in comp big Jed, but I'm going to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back here. I'm going to give myself a little bit of an out. My pick to win competition eliminator was one David Billingsley. He lost in round two to Greg Camplain. Did you happen to see the lap that my man, my pick, my horse 
David Billingsley laid down in round two to not turn on the electricity? I did, Luke. I, I, I was really tuned in to the Gator Nationals, I guess because we picked the winners here and or picked our, our winners that we thought would get it done. And I, I guess that had me more dialed in than I typically Locked am. In. Must have had a few extra minutes on my time um, of, of my time available this weekend, but that is as brutal a loss in comp eliminator as it's going to get. Yeah, I know it was second round of the first national event of the year, so you're thinking how how could it be that brutal? But Luke, when you're seven on the tree, number one in a comp eliminator car, and I hope people understand they're hitting the bottom. Okay, these racers are hitting the bottom bulb. Now they're they're not foot breaking, they're trans breaking, but they leave on the bottom, and you know the lights kind of get a little. They move around a little in comp eliminator. I mean, you think of a car that's going to go 175 plus mile an hour and you're hitting the bottom. That's that's a challenge. And these guys are good at it. Billingsley goes 007 up front and he's got a silly fast car. Silly fast. I mean, he qualified 662 under, 0.662. So almost seven tenths under. And they usually keep them hopped up pretty good in comp eliminator. There's, there's not a lot of pickup available in there, but in the round, he goes 007 up front and goes 0.682 under Luke. That that's a lap. You don't even have to make. If you go 007, you go 0.6, anything you win. He threw eight hundreds on top of it and didn't get it done. What did Greg Camplain do? Seven on the tree, 68 under. Greg Campaign and obviously a clash of the Titans there, right? Campaign and Billingsley, anytime in the last decade, that's a nasty run, but it seems like they're both probably closer to their peak now than they've ever been. Campaign 27 on the tree, 70 under to get their first fourth out. And just looking at the speeds, if either one of them's down, they ain't down much. Like that's pretty much <laughs> just getting after it, comp eliminator. It's rare that you see anybody go 60-something under and lose, much less 68 under, much less preceded by a 007 light. I guess bad break for David Billingsley, but what a race. Yeah, I mean, incredible race in any category when you think of, you know, what it takes to win and performing at a high level. Both of these guys went out and absolutely performed at an extremely high level. And and those, those numbers under the index are beyond – what you want to lay down in comp eliminator because it starts impacting your index and you know causes you to have to to hop it up and try to go faster the next round if you want to maintain that level of of under if you will so second round oh, first winning this round year. torpedoed campaigns weekend for certain but if you're gonna take that much of a hit, like I'd assume you'd rather win than lose, but it's, it's not a really yeah. good situation for either of them moving forward. So that was going to be my point. The strategy. How does your strategy play out? Because you're thinking it's the second round of the first national event of the year. Usually these guys are in protection mode. You know, they're like, okay, the, the weather's good, the air's good. I, I'm going to go 62 under, and if that wins, it wins, and if it don't, it don't. But you know, they had them hopped up. I mean, they had them giving it all she's got, Captain. So uh, it just says a lot about, you know, that field and how talented and fast it was. And you had to lay down some serious runs to get it done. And Campaign was a little more seriouser than Billingsley on that one. A little more seriouser. Top sportsman winner in Gainesville. How about Doug Crumlich getting the win over Mark Buring? 
I don't know if you've got anything else to add from Gainesville. I was going to transition at least briefly to your neck of the woods. Talk about the event that was at Capital City Motorsports Park in Montgomery last weekend. I know that it got uh, condensed due to weather. We saw a familiar name in the winter circle. You're probably a little bit more clued into this than I, do, I am. So I will give you the stage. Talk a little bit about the, the WTR event down in Montgomery. Yeah, the first ever uh, inaugural WTR Nationals at Capital City Motorsports Park. Um, Brandon Taylor, obviously part of the WTR gang, as uh, most internet folks would know or internet savvy folks would know. So um, Brandon and Ben Willis, the uh, manager at uh, Capital City, got together last year and decided they wanted to put on an event uh, to, to celebrate WTR and all the followers they have. And those guys just got a terrible break, Luke, terrible. Um, the weather just turned off really nasty down here in uh, this part of the country. And, you know, lots of soaking rain and that keeps racers from showing up. Um, they didn't quite get to the crowd they wanted to get to. Friday got canceled. Sunday got canceled. They basically just had a couple of 10 granders on the schedule that they condensed into 120 grander for Saturday and those guys fought hard and gave the racers a great race um and you know Timmy Smith yes a familiar winner he got it done in uh in the the 20 grander over Kyle Green Kyle a standout racer from the northern end of Alabama but Luke it was Timmy's first win since Mike's passing so uh and that's been couple of years now i guess so i think it's or, been three or, years and i would have never yeah yes i mean obviously it's it's a it's an emotional win to be sure but i was shocked to read that that timmy hadn't won a race in the last three years like i still think of maybe that maybe that speaks to something for all of us like reputation goes a long way or um just when i think of racing in that region in your state big jed like timmy smith's one of the first names that comes to comes to mind that's a bad dude to think that he hadn't won a race in three years kind of shocked me but it did obviously make this win all the more special yeah super special win for him and uh you know i was shocked by it as well luke to, to see that um he posted that was his first win since his father's passing um now i will say timmy's a multiple track multiple time track champion there at capital city uh, whatever name it was going by at the time, he's pretty much won a championship there. But uh, he doesn't give himself a whole lot of opportunities to to win races anymore. So that's a little bit misleading uh, that that he hasn't won a race since Mike's passing. He hasn't gone a whole bunch, but when he goes, he's always a threat. So either way, good to see him get that win, and and good to see Kyle Green in a big final as well. That's a that's two really good fellas. I can picture Mike Smith chomping on that cigar looking down with a big grin yeah <laughs> yeah that would that would be about right for sure if, if anybody's wondering kind of what he's talking about uh look up any picture of mike smith on on the, the internet or facebook and he's gonna probably be shirtless with a with a cigar just a, a standard look for him and uh you know one that you just come to know him by all right chad we've got a couple of um Pretty prestigious guests coming on. I'm pretty excited about this. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to be joined by Tyler Bohannon and Brian Whitworth. Just a few quick words about BTE and Memphis performance. Here on the podcast, 
Jed and I, we try not to talk too much about our own racing. That's not what this platform is for. Ultimately, it's not the reason that you're here. But when it comes to companies like BTE, well, it gets personal for both of us. How long has BTE been affiliated with Jed and myself? Well, I had to re-record this ad because for years I've been saying that BTE has been a part of my own personal program for over two decades. Well, that was true five years ago and they're still a huge part of my program. I've been depending on BTE transmissions, torque converters, related components exclusively since 1998. That's a quarter century. Jed has been using BTE products for nearly as long. BTE is the longtime title sponsor of the World Footbrake Challenge and the presenting sponsor of the JEG Summer Door Car Shootout. And their relationship with us, it's the tip of the iceberg. BTE is a company rooted in sportsman drag racing and their support of their roots, well, it shows through time and time again. Best of all, BTE manufactures quality products that have been helping racers like you, racers like me, racers like Big Jed, reach the winner circle for decades. When it is time to make your next transmission or torque converter purchase, give the guys at BTE a call or visit bteracing.com. All right, we are uh, we're in the presence of a couple of heavy hitters here, Big Jed. A couple of, uh, of excellent uh, racers uh, that have, have really made a name for themselves in recent years and have really kind of put their uh, put their foot in the ground, stake in the ground as two of the, the biggest, I want to say up and coming, but at this point, I don't think we say that anymore. Two of the more established promoters in the business, Tyler Bohan and Brian Whitworth. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you letting us on here and, and doing a little talking. I, you know, big day today for us, but uh, <laughs> wind, <laughs> yeah. winding down a little bit trying to catch up and figure out what's going on. It's crazy. Yeah. I want to get yeah. to all of that, but I don't, I don't know Tyler, if, if you're, if you're locked in on this, but you're making me look good. Congratulations on your, on your start to the season behind the wheel. I, uh, I, I, I went out on a, on a bit of a limb and, and predicted that you'd win your first world championship this season. You can't get off to a better start than you did. So way to go, baby. I'm riding that horse. Go T go TB. Yeah. Uh, well, number one, if you can hear that train, I apologize. I'm at South Georgia and it's going by. But Brian texted me and said, do not listen to the live video that Luca Jed did this week. And when he says don't, obviously, I'm going to go listen to it. And I listened to it and I thought he is talk about a limb he's going out on. Me and dad listened to it and appreciate it very much. And you're right. I mean, it, it couldn't have started out better. But, you know, we're just I've seen this this movie 100,000 times and, you know, just keep on riding it while it's there and hope it goes long enough. It was, uh, it was Sherman or it was, uh, it was Jed's pick to, to make the the run this season. Sherman Adcock, I, he's told me once, he's told me many times, he's, you know, I, I'll just put you, I'll just put you in my shoes. I'll be Sherman. Right. You, now, now, you know, Tyler, sometimes, some years you start good. Some years you end good. Sometimes you do good in the middle. You just got to keep going. So, he he said sure those exact words to me. Yeah, he said those exact <laughs> words to me about three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard the speech. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Well, we appreciate you guys making some time for us tonight. Obviously, none of us anticipated what your day was going to be like. Uh, Brian, you and I have chatted a little bit through this, so I know you guys uh, had a had quite an exciting day. 
tell us a little bit about today and and I'm sure it even exceeded the expectations you had and I'm sure they were very high. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was, I texted Tyler this morning and I said, uh, how you feeling, bit butt or something like that? And he said, I don't know what to do. And I told him I didn't know what to do. Felt like I should be doing a million things, but I've already blown Facebook up to the point that I'm annoying myself. Um, I've checked the website a million times and we still had a little issue there. But, um, you know, I told him, I said, we worked our butts off on trying to get this to live up to Bowling Green standards, right? You know, that was an honor for us to get in there. So didn't want to screw anything up. Um, it kind of stepped our game up. And I think we saw that today. I mean, this is our record time and filling one of our events. And I mean, I think we have an alternate list of 75 plus. So, I mean, that's over 500 entries in the first day, really the first two hours. So <laughs> we've sold events wow. out, but never in the first, you know, that's the stuff we look up to the flings and all of them, you know, I mean, when they were selling races out in minutes, I don't, I mean, I think we've kind of dreamed of this day, to be honest with you. But it was, it was awesome to watch it. Uh, you know, I know you guys put your heart and soul into this. You, you promote it very well. You, you keep it in our, our line of sight. Um, you do it very uh, discreetly to where it's not overbearing, you guys have a great business model that you're building on. And, you know, this is obviously a culmination of, of many, many days and hours and weeks and months of work and effort. So congrats, first and foremost. Really happy to see you guys get to this level. But, you know, this part of us having this discussion tonight was was to to make sure we kept everybody aware of the event and and you know making sure that we made them want to attend okay well we're wasting that time all right so because <laughs> you guys nailed it nailed it uh you, well we got, got the twin 50s handle. coming in june uh so <laughs> yes. be on the lookout for that and then yeah, we'll talk about some the twin 50s we can go to the 50k at kill care so uh, stay tuned right yeah let's use every minute good <laughs> The the event that, that we're talking about, just in case you've been living under a rock, the, the TB Promotions $100,000 event, which moves to Beach Bend uh, Raceway Park, my favorite facility, Bowling Green, Kentucky, um, for the first time this season. I may be, I, I may be off base here. I don't think so. It's, I feel like this is the richest payday in that storied facility's history. Is that accurate? Yeah, according. Well, I mean, I had always thought that as well, but when I looked at, um, Beach Bend's Facebook post this morning when they were kind of, you know, letting everybody know that it was posted, it, it did say that it was the richest payday in, in Beach Bend history. And I, I've been with uh, LaBoost today and, you know, just hanging out here in South Georgia. And he, he told me he was pretty sure it was also. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. So the Brock Porter, yeah, Brock Porter let us know that that was the most money they'd at a single event. Yeah, so pretty special wow. stuff, especially at a facility like that that's been in operation. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, like for over a century, right? The event is uh, is slated for the first week of May. It's the 4th through the 7th. But as Jed mentioned, you guys opened up pre-entry, I think it was at noon Eastern today. And within less than two hours, completely sold out, 425 top bulb entries, 32 no-box entries. It looked, like, it looked like you broke the internet. So congratulations on that. Like what, take us a little bit behind the curtains because now we're, we're a few hours removed as we record this live. It's, it's what's a little after 7.30 Eastern time. 
now you can sit back, you can pop the top and, and just go, that was awesome. I would imagine there were moments today where it was not awesome. So <laughs> just talk through what that's like from your end. Yeah, I, I guess I'll I'll start this one. And I, I, you know, for sure, sitting back, you know, relaxing a little bit at this point. But, you know, Brian texted me at 1143. I remember exactly what time it was. He said, what time is it? And I'm like, you, you're texting me on your phone. You got the time. He goes, yeah, but I got a phone, a computer, and a laptop. And they all three say different things. And I'm like, well, I'm going off my phone. So we, we go through that. And he, he texts me at, at, you know, right on the dot, 1159 noon, whatever it was. And he says, all right, it's live. And I, I hit refresh on my list. Um, I had it up on my computer sitting in the parking lot. And all of a sudden it says error. <laughs> and for me, you know, I'm not a computer guy. I, I you know, I will be honest when it comes to. Uh, we got some South Georgia internet. Did, did we lose oh. him? <laughs> you can pick up, Brian. <laughs> little Laboose cut him off. I know he's hanging with Little Laboose. So, um, no, like you said, I mean, basically, you know, Jeff Sarah is our website guy, and he's been our website guy from the beginning, and he knows, you know, way more than any of us do on that stuff. So it always starts the day before. I say, Jeff, you know, take a look, make sure it's all up to date on the site. He takes a look, makes it all up to date. Check with him in on, you know, day of morning, 8 a.m. He texts me, so I make sure he's awake. And then about 11 o'clock, I check in again. We're good. 11.50, he says we're good. 12.01 happens, and nothing happened. And I'm like, wait, is this some kind of joke? Like, why is there no entries rolling in? What is going on? And at 12.02, Tyler's phone, my phone, my laptop, Megan's laptop, Megan's phone, they're melting to the ground. I mean, melting. We can't even answer. We're in the middle of trying to answer and something's popping up the whole time. And I finally get a hold of Jeff and I go, Jeff, what in some colorful language, what is going on? And he said, hold, please. Hold, please? <laughs> what do you mean hold, please? I can't hold, please. He said, okay, I'm looking at it. We need more power. I'm like, more power? He said, yeah, good job, bud. What do you mean, good job, bud? We've got nothing going on it's 1205 there's nothing happening and he said hold on one second i'm working on it and then at 1208 he said it's good and then at that time they just flooded the inbox i mean it was after 200 entries like that so uh thanks to jeff for getting it up and going um, he explained it to me and the best i can understand is basically we paid the extra money to soup it up and go with a big block for pre-entry day, right? With our internet stuff. Evidently we needed to order a 959 from UC is what we needed because the 615 <laughs> would not handle it at all. It looked like a traction control graph. I mean, we were on the limiter at 12. We rode that baby till 1208. And finally we shot all the fuel we could to it and they got in at 1209. So, and it just, we, <laughs> it's all funny now, but it's not funny to the racers that had trouble and we, Oh, yeah. I apologize for that. But, you know, Jeff even did SFG's website back in the day. And he said the amount of usage that was required today was higher than any peak time SFG had at the hype of all this stuff. So there was no way of knowing that we needed that much power to run the site. And But we'll be prepared. Twin 50s, it will not happen. Promise. So. 
And well, I guess definitely puts it in perspective for us, you know, helps us when you start relating it to horsepower and engine right. size and all that, that that's a, that's an analogy we get uh, for sure. And it's hard to prepare for the unknown and, you know, as, as wildly successful as you guys have been and, and are continuing to be, I don't think anybody really knew, you know, how fast and hard that crowd was going to come to this event. But, you know, reality is, that is just a reflection of the job that you and Tebow are doing. And you guys are really elevating your game to a point where, you know, others probably wish they were you or like you. So that's got to feel real good, although it brought its share problems. And I'm sure it brought its share of text messages and phone calls and all the things that I saw you guys talking about today. But that's got to feel really good to know that that is your problem as opposed to trying to figure out how to get people to, to get interested. It, it is, you know, and obviously you just lost me there a minute ago. I think I ran into a time limit or something on my internet, but um, you know, there was one point where I texted Brian and I said, buddy, I can't even, I can't answer a call. Like if I answer a call, I'm going to miss 16 while I'm on the phone. I said, I'm going to just, at some point you got to let them flow through and then, you know, go back in order and, and try to figure them out. Cause I'm going to, you know, like I said, I'm going to miss 16 of them as I go by. So I just, you know, we let them go by and, and if I haven't got back to you, I promise I'm on my way there, you know, just adding to it. But it was, it was wild. And Brian gave you the best interpretation that we could. It's I, when he called me and he said, I had to leave work. And I said, what, what do you mean you left work? He goes, I had to leave. I just, I don't know what to do. I, I got to leave work. I got to get out of here. I got to do something. So, and, uh, but it, you know, we were anticipate. you know, you hear it all the time. Every race you do, they say, oh, it's going to fill up in no time. You're going to be sold out in a day. You know, every race we've ever done, we've heard that. And so, you know, you prepare yourself as much as you can, but you know, it's never really happened. And then today it did. And, you know, it was just trying to keep up with it. And then, you know, like, it's like Brian said, we've got a few people, you know, that are upset, but you know, we'll work, work through it. And, you know, obviously, um, those guys will probably get in just like every other race that happens. So, uh, we're we're ecstatic you know we're fortunate to have this and just glad that you know with a lot of help from brian i'm fortunate to you know be able to have a brand like this and he's taught me the right way to do it and here we are coming into this guys I, i'm sure you get a feel a sense like hey this is going to be really well supported this is going to be big we're going to do fine like i can just speak to my my own limited experience as a as a promoter like the week of our events or the week that we open pre-entry, like I basically with every phone call or text message, I vacillate between, oh my God, nobody's coming. I'm going to lose tens of thousands of dollars to the next call or the next message. It's like, oh God, where am I going to park everybody? I'm going to run out of room. Like there's no in between, right? So right. was this morning, I mean, obviously it was a surprise to some extent, but was there some trepidation coming in? Like, obviously you didn't think it would be quite this huge, but how, how confident were you that it would go that direction? Uh I think, you know, Brian always, we have, like I've told everybody, we got a relationship where before this day, he's more of a percentage than I am. And then from this point on to the event, it's, you know, I, I back him a little bit and he said, I've done everything I can do. There's, and he, we still don't know, you know, we still, I always shoot low, you know, I've always, you know, I always feel like what we're doing is not enough. And I feel like he's got some of that too. Um, and he texted me, said, I've done all I can do. It's on you, bud. We've got more events. We've got to, you know, we just got to keep going, keep rolling and, and hope it's enough. And, you know, he even said, he goes, in perfect world, 
we can in the next week or so we can get this into a zone where we need it to be and, and move on, you know start trying to go to the next one because that's something we've always struggled with is with multiple events within a couple of months it's how do you market one event and then get to the next one and still make everybody happy in there and still make both events succeed and he's like you know it's on you we, we're gonna i'm giving it over to you this is where you take off and um you know that hour and 39 minutes afterwards when it filled i was like i don't know what you want me to do now <laughs> uh, you know it, it's full that's it well uh, you know obviously there was a lot of chatter on the internet about you know i'm i'm trying i'm getting this i'm getting that I, i'm in there were a lot of i'm ins and people celebrating that um even with the the negative comments, you know, that type of stuff's going to happen when your field is limited. You guys were obviously prepared for that. You've seen it play out. You knew what was going to happen once you got to the to the point where you were full. But reality is what this is about is about what you deliver when the race actually begins. And I know that you guys, your track record is just getting better and better and better. And you're you're one of the premier promotion teams in the business. So when we actually get there and, and the event is held, I'm, I'm sure that the anxiety again will, will rise, but knowing that you're at such a legendary facility capable of, of putting this on by themselves, really, if they chose to, they're, they're that good at Bowling Green. You guys have to be full of confidence right now. Right. Definitely. I mean, we, I don't know if we came out and said it yet on the show. We have multiple times, but none of this would be possible without the Jones family. And specifically Brock Porter, you know, I've badgered and badgered and stayed on him for two, three years. You know, I understand everybody's tried to get into Bowling Green and I don't know why he chose us or why he gave us the keys. Um, but, you know, we're honored for that. And that just added more to the day. Right. You know, we we get the shot to get into Bowling Green. Don't screw this up. Well, we we locked we break the Internet in the first two minutes. So we started off on the right foot. But. Uh, we end up selling out. But like you said, now it's time to show up at the event. So, um, but with the capped races, allow us to do that, right? Um, this would be a lot easier and everybody could get in if we just leave it wide open at the gate and then we get possibly 700 cars. Who knows? Yeah, but if we get what? 700 cars, then nobody's going to enjoy the actual experience. So if, you know, the capped races, I know people don't like pre-entry and it's not a money grab at all. Um, that's not it at all. We just want to make sure that it's a manageable number and that everybody enjoys the event while we're there. I mean, Tyler and I, me specifically, I don't really enjoy 700 car races. That's not fun for me. I, I understand why they're there. And some events, you know, we go to the million every year and some of those, but our brand and everything else, it's a lot more manageable and we feel a better experience for people when you can have, keep it around 450. So that's why we cap them. Yeah. Well, we're drag racers. So you know what would happen if you get there and there's 700 and everybody got in, they'd be raising hell that you got to, got to figure out some kind of cap on this thing so we can get it finished. So there's no right answer, but you, you did the best you could and, and it's going to be successful because of the plans you had. Thank you, Brian, sir. you talked about, the opportunity and, and the, I guess, along with it, the responsibility of getting the chance to do this at Beach Bend. And that's, we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast in the past, like two of the facilities that you're working with are probably the two of the biggest marquee facilities in this region. And 
in in Worldwide Technology Raceway and, and in Beach Bend, and two racetracks that by and large have not traditionally hosted events like this. Like, take us a little bit behind the curtain. What has it been like to establish those relationships? Like, how have I assume that there's some intentionality in going after the big fish? But those two tracks seem kind of ungettable for an outside, a suitcase promoter, as Bill Bader Jr. likes to say, to come in and put on an event. How did you how did you pull the strings to make all this happen? (laughs) Man, I I wish I could bottle it up and write it, you know, keep it and write it down as a how to do it. But um, honestly, the idea of not being able to go there drives me a lot. I'm one of those guys say I can't do it. I'm going to figure out how to do it. And then bet me that I can't do it. And I'm going to double down, right? That's the deal. And I lose sometimes. I'm not going to say I win. Um, But that alone drives me personally. And I really, you know, when we started this whole deal, we started Ohio Valley and that was great. But from day one, it's, can we get in Bowling Green? I told Ohio Valley manager, just started filling him out. said, well, what do you think it costs to rent Bowling Green? He blew me off quicker than you would ever know. There's no way you'll ever afford Bowling Green. There's no way you'll ever be able to have a race at Bowling Green, blah, 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 blah. Well, we're at Bowling Green and we're sold out in an hour, big dog. I hope he's watching. You know what I mean? So, um, but no, that drives me. And, you know, I just approach everything with integrity. That's all I try to do. I just let us help you. I think we can represent your facility in the best possible light we can. Um, I take it pretty passionate. I take this sport to heart. I don't like when things aren't quite going the way they should, if they're not on the up and up. Um, I frown upon that quite a bit. So the only way I can change that is if I'm the one doing it. Sometimes it feels like, so I feel like we're out to prove a point or somewhat. And while I do that, we can create great events for all racers. So. Yeah. He, to put it in a simpler term for Brian, there's a big red button. And when somebody tells him no, that big red button lights up and he just pushes it <laughs> until they'll say yes. And it's great for him in, in this position, but that's the easiest way to put it. When, you know, when he's told no, or somebody tells him he can't do something, he's just going to push that button until he gets it to go off. You know, it's just, and it's, it's great for me because I can't do it. If somebody tells me no, I crawl back in my hole. But uh, he's the opposite. He, he it drives him, and it's awesome. I love to see it. Well, I think anyone that that has reached a level of success that you guys are seeing, especially in the environment that you're seeing it in, has been told this won't work, that won't work, your ideas won't work because they're different. But you know, you obviously are making this work at a very high level, and you're making it work at the Holy Grail, you know, I mean, this is, this is, this place has been untouchable and it's been ungettable because they don't need outside help. They're, they're successful in their own right. They, they have shown that for decades and, and to allow you in says a lot about the respect that, that they have for you and the, I guess the expectation that you guys are going to perform and do everything you say you'll do and then some and again that's got to be a level of pride that that maxes the meter out because these guys don't need you and not i'm not talking about brian and tyler i'm just talking about promoters and for them to say come on let's do this 
that's that's pretty amazing it really is and uh and i know you guys you know that because this facility means a ton to both of you you both spent a lot of time there in the lanes yeah you know what me and him both grew up there i mean and even just for me on my personal level i mean i won my first national event i won there the first race i won was there you know everything i mean and brian too i mean every sunday you know you you knew monday morning at school was gonna suck because you were gonna get home from bowling green at two or three in the morning i mean it's just we, we grew up there and it was the most special place in america you know it really was for kids so you know that really drove us both to, to want to get there all right so this event uh, again may 4th through the 7th headlined by a, a 64 car one hundred thousand dollar to win shootout in addition to a 25 grander a couple of 50 granders separate no box junior dragster invitational like it, we're obviously going to keep tabs on this as it approaches we'll talk about it in at length uh when it's done as you mentioned earlier brian this isn't this is one of what uh four major events on on the calendar for you guys in tv promotions in 2022 just or 2022 i'm dating us a year 2023 um would you just run through briefly where else you guys are going you're returning to worldwide technology raceway for a couple events and back to kill care to close the season correct yeah that's correct so we love St. Louis. That was one of the tracks you were talking about that we opened the doors. And last year, that place was, you were there. It was 100 degrees every day. And the racers turned out like none other. The local support was amazing. Um, I mean, the Midwest is where it's at. Like, I know people say Carolinas, and I know people say Texas and all that in Ohio. And we love our Ohio crowd. And, but you, even out in St. Louis, man, there's, there's a lot of racers, a lot of good racers, and they showed out for 100 degree temperatures. So we're excited. We moved that date up a month. So it'll be 90, 88, maybe not 102. So uh, we'll have a cool front there. But we're going back there in June. We're really looking forward for the second year. I mean, that race sold out last year, not in an hour, but it did sell out at one point. So we're looking for success there again. Um, then after that, we're going to. Killcare. No, after that, we're going back to St. Louis in August for our class race. Um, that's something pretty special to us. We think that's a long play. We really do an independent NHRA style event. Um, it's going to work. Like we may be hard headed and we're going to keep after it, but they tell me it won't work. So we're going to keep after it. And Big red button. That's well, exactly well, right. Ryan, real quick before cool. you. Before you move to the next event that you're going to talk about, uh, what about that class race or revival? Are you guys going to allow uh, uh, blinders? No, Tyler said no blinders. <laughs> I, I, one of my one of the guys that I've raced with all my life was at Gainesville, and he's a big blinder guy, huge blinder guy. My dad won national events for him and everything else. He said, you going to let them in? And I, I hate to be – I just thought – NHRA track, I don't think we can let them in. I, I've always been against them. God, I, I just – you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm a new fall back on the insurance thing, Tebow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll fall back. Everybody now knows my excuse. Not gonna like it. It is what it is. I, I ain't never liked them. And you know, if any charge gonna make the rule, I'll follow it. That's fine. Fair enough. And there's nothing cooler than standing on the starting line when two comp cars are on the popper and about ready to let go on the bottom. It's just a different sound. And when they take off, that was some cool stuff. So. I was never a comp eliminator fan. Didn't really understand it. Didn't care to understand it. But after the first event, I'm I'm pretty much a fanboy now. Comp eliminator and all class racing in general. So we're gonna do that again. Yeah, very cool. 
we're gonna do that again and then we're gonna finish the year at uh kill care man ron vance and the crew up there at kill care they are excellent people excellent facility um you know they were there for us when we needed them for sure we reached you know they reached out to us when we were looking for a new place to go after we had to leave uh, a previous facility so we love kill care we love ohio um we're gonna finish the year there with 50k event in august so another one of my favorite facilities that place reminds me so much of the little track i grew up at in texas it's uh, it's kind of uncanny so cool stuff what about your own uh racing this season obviously tyler i don't even know i don't even know if you can keep up with this tyler like how many miles have you logged to this point in 2023 uh i actually kept the odometer running i'm at 8700 miles for the year <laughs> it's march <laughs> it's the second week in march <laughs> uh, when you don't when you don't win a race you gotta hit the road again and i logged 5600 miles so really one of one big trip but i didn't win the race the week before so i had to log five thousand to make a little bit of money and make it to the next one <laughs> well i'm sure you're going to make it pay off in race winnings and and certainly your promotion efforts are are going to be fruitful you for you guys uh but um you know, really just want to say thank you on behalf of the racers and for what you guys do. I know on the promotion end, there's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot of tireless effort uh, that, that you you put in and people don't see it. You know, I know people are going to say, oh, yeah, you, you know, you're making this, you're making that on races, but man, you guys are working hard and I wish everybody could see how hard this is on you emotionally and physically to, to do what you guys are doing for the racers. Um, and, you know, on behalf of the racers, not only, not only this hundred K and, and the, the twin fifties and 25 at beach band, because that's going to be super special, but everything you guys are doing, staying true to the class racers, staying true to the folks in Ohio and having another race at St. Louis, you know, you're really hitting home runs with your venues and your approach and certainly what your flyer is all about and your promotion is all about. So excited for you guys. Congrats on an amazing day. Uh, I know it was rough, but it was, it's the kind of rough you want, but really good things happening for TB promotions. And, uh, and we certainly appreciate you spending some time with us and, and discussing it. Well, we, we appreciate you guys have, having us on here and being able to talk about it. Like I said, I mean, you know, we were planning on having this so that we could keep, keep it rolling and, and keep adding a few, but you know, you know, like you said, I, I was 21 years old when my, when I did my first race. And before that, I was that teenager that, any little thing that a promoter or, or NHRA or whoever did, it just fired me up. And then as soon as I did my first race, I lost all of that. You know, I understood every decision that they made and, and you know, you, you kind of see the backside of it. And, you know, another thing that you said about the money thing, I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is something we've been working on for two years, you know, think about yes. you know, what all, all the racers, you know, you have a job, you know, think about what you make in two years or, you know, how much effort you put into your, your profession for two years and you know how you're rewarded for it so you know you can look at it on paper and and you know say this is this is outrageous but you know this is think about it being two years in the making so I, i'm really proud of this and i know we brian uh, texted me his he lost his battery there but you know i i put a lot of this on him because you know like like we said before when somebody says no he keeps pushing and i back into my hole so 
I'm happy that I got a best friend and a business partner like him to, you know, keep me going and push me when I need it. And, you know, we work really well together, but, you know, we really appreciate every racer that entered today. I mean, I even know, like I said, 75, 80 of them, I still got a few of them to get to that, that didn't get in that um, hopefully we can get you in there. I know Chris Martin, uh, I just got a text from him. He was, he was one of them that I'm talking to. So I want to thank all the racers today. Like I said, thank you guys for letting us come on here and talk about it. And, I know I look forward to seeing y'all there, hopefully, and and getting this thing going. Tyler, congratulations yeah. on a great day. You definitely deserve to be proud of this. And uh, and just uh, on a on a more personal level, I want to I want to speak on behalf of what nearly 500 racers. When I say thank you, thanks for bringing this to 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 Beach Bend. Like I'm I'm stoked. Uh, it's two months away, and I'm fired up to be there. So can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, this was this was home to us. You know, we we've had couple of racetracks in Kentucky or a few racetracks that we've lived at and Bowling Green was the Holy Grail, all of them, you know, it's the nicest one, the biggest one. And, you know, when Brian, Brian texted me and said, I got something to tell you, but I can't tell you over text and I got to call you and it was to let me know that we got it. And, you know, it's just unreal. And, you know, the coolest part is, is that all my heroes so far that I've looked at are going to be there, you know, at Bowling Green, you know, when I went to the Tintucks, it was the Labooses and, you know, the Alabama guys like, like Jed and, and then you, you'd be there and, you know, Dean Carnes or, you know, whoever, Jeff Burns, all those guys showed up and, you know, I got to watch them when I was 16, 17 years old. And now I'm having an event at Bowling Green that all those guys are going to be at for the most money they've ever seen at that track. So super excited. As you should be, Tyler. Um, congratulations to you guys again. And just so people can keep up with what's going on with TB Promotions, where can they find information about your events and in anything you guys are discussing? A lot of that, um, to be honest, a lot of that you're going to see first on our social media, um, Facebook and Instagram, which is Race TV Promotions. Um, you know, anything that you need to enter or look at as far as our website goes would be RaceDerbyCity.com. Um, all our pre-entries on there. Um, I will, you know, usually this race filled up quicker, but when it comes to entering races in the future, all that will be on our website. Um, all the updates, news updates, stuff like that. You know, when, it, when we get closer to the event, the schedules that all be on our Facebook race TV promotions. Okay, great. So race TV promotions.com and certainly finds you easily on Facebook and you guys do a great job of keeping that stuff in front of us. So um, looking forward to seeing you at beach Bend raceway for the hundred K coming up here, May the 4th through the 7th, Tyler. Uh, I know Brian got cut off. So Brian, when you go back and watch this, thank you, man. We appreciate you joining us and, and giving us your insight and just breaking things down, how it all come about. And uh, thank you for your efforts as well. Like I told Tyler, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Don't have a chance of winning, but I'm excited to be there. Nonetheless. I, I don't believe that a minute, but we're looking forward to seeing you too. All right, Tyler. We appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great night, bud. You too. See you. All right, Luke, that was a good rundown of what TB Promotions got going on. And, you know, I was pretty excited about it. But now, I mean, just talking to those guys and just kind of how it all come together, getting pretty jacked. Bowling Green's a pretty special place. I just, I feel like that place has a, an aura, kind of an electricity about it to begin with. Like, I can't imagine staging up for 100 grand there. I just, I do, I, especially because it's really obvious talking with Tyler, talking with Brian how much how much that place means to them and i feel like that's going to show through in the week too like it's just it's going to be a neat atmosphere i'm really looking forward to it 
Yep, as am I. Uh, that's going to be pretty special. And, you know, you think about all the things race involved, and that's going to be important and how great the flyer looks. And, and this purse is huge. But the weather in Bowling Green, Kentucky, May the 4th through the 7th should be fantastic. You know, I mean, that's going to be ideal temperatures, you know, not too hot and not too cool in the evenings going to lend itself to, to just perfect conditions. So looking forward to it. And, uh, and, you know, if you didn't get in, keep your name on that waiting list. Things happen. People drop out and, and have to, to get out of the race and create spots for others. So I'm sure those guys will update us soon on how all that's going to work. Look forward to hearing that as well. And uh, Luke, you know, Brian, unfortunately, got cut off, but uh, Honey Wayne was online here and made mention that Brian had a Jake summer door car shootout, big check hanging behind his head back there. So, yeah, we talked good... a little bit about about Tyler's exploits on the racetrack, but B-Dove also coming off what I think he would say is his best year racing. Like no he doubt. showed out last season, including that win at the summer door car shootout. So. Yeah, he showed out and and Shauna had a great weekend. His wife, you know, would would take the wheel sometimes in the S10 and she had a great year as well. So those guys are on a heater right now and and us racers are going to benefit from all the great things that they have going on. So make sure you stay tuned to uh, racetvpromotions.com. Luke, I think that wraps us up. Yeah, I got nothing. That's That's it. Okay, so that's it. We talked about the Gators. We talked about uh, TB Promotions, all the great things they got going on. We sprinkled in a little bit of our own personal stuff there. So um, when we uh, when we come back to you, I guess we'll have some footbreak 150 talk. Luke, I don't know what else is on the schedule this week, but I don't guess there's a whole lot. Uh, weather's impacting events all over all over the country. There is the St. Patrick's race by loose rocker that is at galat and i did see that loose rocker posted today that it's still a go so i I guess weather was trying to impact them but they're still going to be having that event as well so we'll have a little bit of racing talk about next week and probably have a little bit of fun with this uh ncaa basketball tournament that we like to do this time of year as well so we traditionally um, do look for a look for a look for a poll to get involved there uh to all you hashtag loyal listeners no to your point i think footbreak 150 is the story of the weekend uh tyler is in south georgia i believe there's a division two lucas oil series event there there was the the opening speaking of beach bend there was the opening 10g at bg scheduled for this weekend i haven't seen a a, a definitive uh, like cancellation of that, but the highs are like in the thirties. So I can't imagine that that's going to happen. It has officially been canceled okay. uh, due to the the poor <laughs> forecast and the, the very cool temps they got. So good decision on their part. I'm sure it was painful and hard to make, but they made the right one nonetheless. So um, they'll, they'll get that kicked up later on in the year. But uh, so there's a little bit of racing to talk about. We're going to have fun with the NCAA tournament and, you know, whatever else happens this week, we'll, we'll definitely have that to discuss as well. If anything exciting happens, I do know South Georgia changed ownership today. Um, I saw where Ozzy Moya announced that that has been sold to the Torres family, uh, local, local folks down there, I believe to, to that facility. So be interesting to see how that plays out. Interesting timing with the, the divisional coming up this weekend, but I guess uh, it'll be a seamless transition. So anyway, uh, that wraps us up, folks. If you want to chat about anything that we discussed on the show or you want to tell us what we should have discussed or whatever, uh, there's a place to do that. That's the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page. 
easy to find right there on Facebook. And uh, you can post that right here on the show doc or on the show post, or you can uh, send us a private message and producer Mark snag that up and let us know what you had to say. Luke, uh, I don't, you were kind of busy and active here in the show, so I don't know if you had time for shouts, but you got anything? Got a very brief shout list today, Big Jed. Shouts to Brian Whitworth's Big Red Button. Shouts to More Seriouser. Shouts to Breaking the Internet and the option to upgrade to the Musi 959 to power said internet. Didn't even realize that was out there. Glad to know. Glad to know. Yeah. yeah, it was an option. And I did see, see Brian say uh, online today that uh, that it was trying to kick the rods out. So he was using race analogies all over this thing to, to help us understand exactly what was going on. But all in all, successful day for TB promotions. And uh, that wraps us up, guys. If uh, you like to tweet, Luke and I are active on Twitter. He is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I. I am at JP11X. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate Tebow and Brian Whitworth for sharing a little bit of their story with us this evening. Thank you, Paige Hamlin. Thank you, producer Mark, everybody that makes this live show work. We understand anxiety, guys, because we have it every Tuesday about 6.01. And Paige and Mark help that anxiety go down just a little bit more every week. So thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to talking to you again real soon about more sportsman drag racing. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss or at least reference This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries. There's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th. <laughs>